0: Welcome to Inspired by Her, the podcast that will give you the inspiration, motivation and tips for success from some of the top executives, CEOs and influencers from around the globe with your host, serial entrepreneur and named one of the most influential Filipina in the world, Kate Hancock.
1: This is Kate and I have here Daisy
0: Jing. Hello, hi Kate. Sorry, I'm just pulling up the questions Okay. No worries. So excited to be here, and I like I, your podcast. And your questions are so um, so insightful. I'm excited to answer them. Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, I know you're. Oh my God! Thank you for doing this. I know you're nine months pregnant, and yeah, forty
0: over forty weeks. So anytime now.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. So um, are you super excited? I know you're super excited.
0: I'm very antsy and anxious with, uh, you know, what's going on in the hospital system and hearing all the news. It's, yeah, very antsy. And in general, I'm a very impatient person um, and I'm not used to waiting <laughs> for
1: people. <laughs> I think any you people know I mean? that runs a company are impatient by nature. Yeah,
0: I'm impatient <laughs> and I want to control
1: this, but I can't. And so it's really testing me right now. It drives you nuts. I know I've known you for three years now. I met you in YEC escape in Utah, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And so tell me more about yourself and your company. I know you built this amazing company banished Can Care, which you gave me some, a few items, uh-huh. your baby shower, and I tried your vitamin C cream. It's amazing. So tell me about you and your company.
0: Yeah, thanks, Kate. So um, I started Banish in 2013. So we've been around for seven over seven to eight years. Um, I've had acne all my life. So starting from the third grade, I've had acne. My skin is my biggest physical insecurity. So I have every skin problem known to man, but acne was really bad. Um, I tried everything for acne. When I was a teenager, my parents and I, we, we probably spent at least you know, $20,000 just going to different doctors and medical people and dermatologists, Uh, my Mm -hmm. acne wouldn't clear up. And I was really depressed because it was just such bad cystic acne that when I would wash my face, Mm -hmm. uh, my face would start bleeding. And then I'd go to school with band-aids on my face from the pimples popping and it really affected my self-esteem. And so I became very depressed from the acne. And then, um, when I was in college, I was just so fed up with how bad my skin was. So I decided to make a YouTube channel. So it's Dazers89, D A I S E R Z89. And I still um, make videos to this day, but that was over 10 years ago, um, just reviewing skincare products. And I noticed that a lot of the ingredients in skincare really make my skin break out. And I'm very sensitive and I'm allergic to a lot of uh, traditional ingredients in skincare.
1: so I actually
0: yeah Yeah, benzoyl benzoyl. peroxide I mean yeah it's too like benzoyl peroxide it's too harsh and when you're pregnant you're not supposed to use it which you know indicates how harsh it is to your body that it can affect your baby you know like when you're putting that on every night you know when you have acne so just little things like that I didn't know so I started going to um, natural food stores and using their skincare and actually helped my skin a lot and then um and then on my YouTube channel, just kept revealing. And then I came across microneedling and then using that with vitamin C, um, serum that I made and people on my YouTube channel noticed immediately, like my scars, my acne scars went away and people around me noticed it went away and they were asking what I was using. And that's just kind of how Banish started. So it was a very random thing that happened. Um, I wasn't anticipating it, but I had a problem, which was my skin, and nothing would work for it, and then I wanted to help other people with their problems so that's how banish started um that was our first kit, the banish kit, and yeah, eight years later, <laughs> we're still going on strong,
1: yes, yes, so you sounded like so easy, right yeah, like how, and how- <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a lot of we we gonna talk a lot about that, but tell me about your YouTube follower. how many followers? Do you have now so
0: overall I have I think over 200,000 followers and over 80 million views I can't remember um yeah so but like back in 2015 ish
1: it really gained a lot of traction yeah wow and what is your secret to that do you think it's just storytelling what did you do to um the followers? I think a huge part of it
0: was timing I was you know I started really early and I was one of the first people and I had acne. So I think a lot of people are related to my story. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't like this perfect girl with perfect skin. So people could really trust me. Um, My most viral videos were always about talking about growth skin topics like black kids and pimples and acne scars. Those videos have like 10 million views on them. Um, So I was kind of one of the first to do
1: content on gross Mm -mm. skin topics that people really wanted to know. Wow. So how did you figure that out, that that's what you have to do? Did you just – did you want, like, research or – No.
0: In Back back then in YouTube, it was really different. Um, It was just random. You know, I just made content. And the How to Get Rid of Blackheads video went viral. Um, Mm. You know, got – I think it has over 10 million views. I don't know. People just (laughs) – we're interested in it. So yeah, but I think nowadays YouTube is so much more difficult. It's a lot harder to get views. Um, you know, the algorithms changes. Um, so you really have to keep up with it. Uh, so I haven't kept up with it as well as I would like to, um, Mm -hmm. because it's just a lot more time. Now you need to have a production team, you know, you have someone Filming it, editing it, you know, post-production, all of that. Before, I could just do it on my webcam and edit an iMovie and get away with it. But now it's, like, a full production. production. If you want to be
1: successful. Okay. All right. So, I know, I mean, I've, I went with you at in the Inc. 5000, and you were in the top 500. You were a one – what was your ranking by then? 150-something, yeah. Yes, and you were in a – you were part of 20 – was it 30 under 30, 20? yeah. Yes. 30 under 30, yeah. Yes, 30 under 30. You've accomplished a lot for such a young age, and that's very inspiring. Oh, thank you, Kate. Yeah, so let's get back to your childhood, right? So um, where
0: did you grow up? Um, So I was born in China, um, and I say I was born in one of the most polluted cities in the world. And then I came to uh, Minnesota. Uh, when I was three years old. So I grew up in the Midwest, Midwest in Minnesota. Okay.
1: So what is that like from China growing up in the Midwest? Yeah. I really do
0: believe my immigrant story has really shaped me as an entrepreneur and I definitely wouldn't be who I am today without that. Uh, so seeing my dad come to this country with $400 in his pocket, seeing my parents, you know, build something from scratch. You know, my mom worked at McDonald's cause she didn't really speak English. Um, You know, initially we were on food stamps because we didn't have any money. um, But seeing them build themselves up really affected me and made me realize, hey, like if you have a good work ethic and discipline, like you can do anything. And um, and also growing up in Minnesota was difficult in that there were no other Asians around, so Mm -hmm. I immediately felt very very different. And you know, my family was very poor, so. I didn't go to like birthday parties or like, you know, gymnastics classes or any of that. I was just kind of like home by myself all the time. But I think that really taught me how to be resourceful. You know, it kind mm-hmm. of made me very, very independent from a young age because I didn't really have like, I wasn't a social butterfly. I wasn't popular. I was just kind of like the weird Asian girl. <laughs> um, so I just kind of did my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um So I think it has made me very independent, and it has also made me realize what it feels like when you're not included or accepted in a larger community because I was so different from everybody. Um, I was made fun of. You know, there was a little bit of racism. Um, I just kind of stuck to myself. And with Banish, I always want everyone to feel included, whether they um, have bad skin or not. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely my childhood, I would say was probably – more difficult than most but it really has shaped me who I am and I, I really credit my work ethic to my childhood because you know when you're coming to this country with absolutely nothing you're very creative <laughs> on how you make it work um, and so when you're starting a business you have to be very very creative right on how to start it so um, yeah that has also helped me and just being very independent from a young age I think I'm very independent um, just by starting a company, you know, myself and growing it. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable
1: doing that. Okay. All right. So I met your parents and your mom. Yes. So do you think it, your mom helped you shape a lot? She's, she's kind of remind me of you (laughs) (laughs) crazy. Like, oh, she, crazy. yeah I think she like planned it like she's she really like I can tell she's a leader is she the leader in the house <laughs> she's very bossy just like me <laughs> so I have I mean my mother wasn't like that but I definitely grew up in a tiger mom where you have yeah. to do what they told you to do like yeah they get mad if you don't do it in seconds my mother is like has the instant gratification issue like yeah, when She wants me to do, she wants to do it now. Like I yeah, get that's me too. Is that the same?
0: That's my personality. And yeah, I think my mom is like that too. <laughs> yeah. And
1: as much as we hated it, but we do the same thing, right?
0: Yeah. Like I want this baby to come out now and <laughs> still waiting.
1: <laughs> okay. So you built this multi-million dollar business and I know you boot- bootstrap it from nothing. So tell me, how did you build it? Like, I know you built your community. How did you, what was the the first product? How did you do it?
0: First product was the Banish Kit. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was, that I was just literally mixing stuff in my kitchen um, and shipping it out. Um, So that was, you know, that was okay. But when it became like more than a few orders a day, that became hard to scale. Um, So in the beginning, I did go through a lot of, you know, things that, People don't see, I lost a shipment, like $30,000 worth of inventory in customs. I mean, I just lost it because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I took out some credit cards. I rented out my um, room on Airbnb I'd sleep on the couch so I could make some money. I was making some YouTube videos. Um, so I was really hustling and being super, super creative on how to fund myself. But initially I did everything. So I didn't have any employees, which was mm-hmm. good. So my overhead was really low. Um, but because I sold product, it was easy to kind of reinvest that money back into buying inventory and stuff. And I also have my YouTube channel. So I was also doing sponsorships and brand deals and um, getting revenue from Google AdSense. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So tell me, how did you lost that $30,000 worth of product? Was it disappearing from custom? Was it a shipping issue?
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but it got stuck. Um, because I didn't provide the right paperwork. And I mean when you're starting, you don't know. You know, mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, and you just sign whatever, like you don't know what you're doing, right? Um, and then it just all of a sudden just like disappeared. And there's no way I could get it. Cause I didn't know, like I didn't have a shipping agent to help me or whatever. So yeah, that was pretty devastating. I actually thought it wasn't gonna work out. Like I actually I was just telling myself, like, there's one part of me that was like, Yeah, Daisy, like this is so stupid. Did you ever think like this could be successful? Did you ever think you could actually do this? Like there's that really negative side of me. But then there's another side of me. And I really, really, truly credit my audience on YouTube that really needed the product because they believed in me and they valued my story and they believed in my product. And I was like, even though I lost all this money and all this product, I need to do it for them. So I truly believe if I didn't have my YouTube channel, I would have given up because that was very devastating when you have no money and you're just losing everything. And you're I'm i just like this, you know, 20, I don't know, 23, 24 year old girl thinking I can create this
1: business. And I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. So that was very hard. I know that like, it actually happens to me, one of my bulk order. So I drop it off in, in the back of the post office in San Clemente. And I think the guy who works there, he drew all two of my bags. Oh the my gosh. So I think I lost about the same amount. Wow. Right. And I thought, I, it, it was so heartful right yeah it's it's yeah. like it's just like so I know how that feels it's 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 crazy I, I think yeah. I cried it that day
0: especially when you're just starting out you know and you're like that's all I have and you lose it all that was really hard I mean if that happened now it would just be like okay whatever like like you know a loss in your uh balance sheet but yeah this was just like oh my god do I really think I can do it? Like I was kind of doubting myself.
1: Now you mentioned about Airbnb. What did you do? Did you rent your did you rent your place to Airbnb? Yeah, I rented my party?
0: room. Yeah. So I went to my room for $80 a night. And I would sleep on the couch. Um, so I don't know, it was kind of fun because I like had to like make the bed and like clean up and like I would give them toiletries and stuff. And it was kind of fun and um, I didn't mind and you know being living in Pasadena it was a good location so
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I don't know it was, it was a great experience I mean in what year was
1: that you started Airbnb 2014
0: 2013 yeah so okay. yeah it was probably one of the earlier Airbnb years um, but it was I mean I really liked doing it if if I had more time I would you know do what you're, you're doing like <laughs> get a bunch of places and rent them out in Airbnb.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned you, you were using Groupon too for food. Yeah. So
0: I, um, I would buy, you know, it was like $20, uh, $20 worth of food for $10 at like Cheesecake Factory, right. Or Buca. So I'd buy all that food, get it takeout. And then I would just like ration it throughout the week, mm-hmm. uh, just finding ways to be creative, to save money, you know? Um, like I would never just like order food now, like, like I do now. Um, so it was just me like hustling and it was just like, how can I survive on, you know, X amount of dollars per day
1: mm-hmm.
0: without having income because I was putting all of the income from the business back into it, right. To purchase whatever. Um, so yeah, I was
1: really hustling <laughs> in wow. the beginning. So do you remember how much money did you spend in the beginning? What was your, what first- do you mean when you started building your skincare? How much did you invest
0: oh well at least that 30 grand ish more probably more but I think the positive thing was I didn't have to pay for advertising which is probably the most expensive cost in skincare because I had the YouTube channel so that saved me if I hadn't had that I would have yeah I don't know where I, I would have to like get money from somewhere
1: okay so what was one of your deepest motivation in life
0: Um, my deepest motivation. I like to have impact and make a difference. Um, I feel like I was given this opportunity. Um, I was given my stories. I was given my struggles and a lot of people need to hear what I have learned. Mm -hmm. So that is really important. It's just like making the people who never felt like they were good enough, making them feel like they still belong in society. And, I, and again, that's where I go back to my childhood where it was like, I never felt like I fit in. I was always the odd one out. Like I didn't have any friends because I was the only Asian. So I, I always want people to feel like they can fit into something. So that's my deepest motivation.
1: Okay. So do you have, can you name a person who has, who has had a tremendous impact on you as a leader?
0: I would say my dad, even though he, um, he's very like risk averse, he has probably the hardest work ethic I've ever seen in somebody. Um, he's very responsible and he's very disciplined and he's just so hardworking. So I remember like as a young kid, I remember crying cause I got a B on a math test and I, I told my dad it was cause I wasn't smart enough and I didn't understand calculus and blah, 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 blah. And then he was just like yelling at me like, no, it's because you didn't do enough practice problems. And I just remembered like, I just studied my ass off and I got an A and all that stuff. And that really made me realize that like, those are limitations we tell ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not good at math as an excuse, right? To say you're, you can't do something. So I think from that, I've always learned like, you have to put the work in and you can never use like, I'm not whatever enough as an excuse.
1: Okay. Okay. So have you ever failed at something and how did you overcome it?
0: Yeah, I failed at a lot of stuff. Um, I would say my first job out of college, I i don't want to say I failed at it, but it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so I did consulting right after college. It was a very shiny job, um, paid well. I got to travel the world and stuff, but yeah, it was just not the right fit because I'm not a corporate person. Mm. Um, and I was really wondering like, what is wrong with me because I worked so hard to get that job. I was one of the only few people in my school to land that job. And then when I was there, I was like, is this it? <laughs> um, so I felt like kind of a failure in that, even though it wasn't like a splat out failure, but um, sometimes sometimes, I say, like failure,
1: it means that something is not right, the right fit for you, okay, well, running banish, what is the hardest decision that you have to make? Always
0: firing people <laughs> it gets easier i don't I don't know if it gets easier in the beginning, it's really hard, um then it kind of gets easier, but yeah, that was very, very difficult, especially when you have people with you from the beginning mm-hmm. and you have built that loyalty and you know, you give them chances, you talk over and over, you do the performance improvement, you really want them to succeed and it's just not working out. And it's like, it's like everybody knows, but you really need to pull the plug, but they've been with you from the beginning and it's, yeah, that's really, really, really difficult. Um, so even to this day, it's stuff I have to do, but yeah, it's not, I mean it's the worst part of my job
1: yeah I think it's really hard especially like you said they were there in the beginning and as you grow then you want them to be you want them to think differently again because you're now a different company yeah right I think that's the hardest one yeah
0: yeah and it's you know I've had to learn how to separate business and personal like you know personal and family you know you obviously you're not going to just like fire them. Right. But mm-hmm. when you're a business, it's different. Like if you're not performing, if you're not doing your job, then yeah, it's, you, you want to, you always want to have the best people and the best team. Right. And so not everyone is going to belong there at all times.
1: Yeah. And it's, God, it's such a nonstop job managing people. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. How many team do you have now in the U S and in remote? uh 15 15 okay I know you're obsessed with soul cycle are you (laughs) so
0: you can't wait to do that again well well with the quarantine you can't do any of that okay but uh fitness classes yeah
1: okay Okay, so think back to the time that you felt transformed and how did you change and why I think after giving my TED talk um, it's
0: called a tragedy called perfection. It it was like my manifesto. And then after memorizing it and, you know, memorizing it over 200 times and just, you know, speaking it, it was like, wow, this is my truth. And I think beforehand I was caught up in like competition, a little bit more comparison, a little bit more like, you know, what is everyone else doing? Am I like the best? And then I just was like, I don't care anymore. Like, I am here to live my truth. And that's not defined by any rankings, any numbers, any whatever. Because I think before it's like, oh, you want to be the Inc. 500, right? Oh, like how much revenue or profit does your company do? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, what car do you drive? And I realized that wasn't making me fulfilled. And I realized that none of that matters if I'm not speaking my truth. So um, after doing the TED Talk, I realized, like, what's important to me and important to us as a company. And then surprisingly, I don't know, just the business kind of just grew after knowing that, you know, like, cause before I was so preoccupied with what everyone else is doing. Now I don't really care. And now we're so much more clear on our mission and values that, you know, decision-making is so easy. Um, once you
1: know what you're doing this all for. Wow. That's amazing. I, I saw you Ted 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 talk though it was really great I was really moved by it so that was oh thank great. you Kate when I was practicing for my tech for that women of mm-hmm. tech, I actually watched you oh so I want you to know that thank you yeah. so um what do you see as your place or purpose in life and how did you come up to that conclusion
0: my purpose in life is to empower people to be the best possible version of themselves um, so with Banish, it's giving people the freedom to be able to walk outside and not have to hide from other people. Cause when I had acne, I thought, you know, I can't do anything cause everyone's staring at my acne. I can't be who I am, blah, blah, blah. But I realized I was holding myself back. So I want people to be the best version of themselves without holding themselves back and being the most authentic version of themselves. So that's the purpose in my life. And that's the purpose in my life. Through Banish, even though we sell skincare, it's so much more than that. It's about making people feel like they can go into the
1: world and be confident the way they are. Wow, that's so beautiful. So I have a follow-up question. So how do you want to be remembered?
0: I want to be remembered by inspiring and empowering others. That I made them feel like they could do something, even if they felt like they couldn't.
1: And what would be your advice to a female that's just starting up a business? Uh, Put one foot in front of the other.
0: I think that's super important. Don't look at, you know, what the competition is doing. Don't do, don't look at what everyone else is doing. Focus, have maniacal focus on your goals break it down and just put one foot in front of the other. If you think about running a marathon, you don't think about the 26 miles. You think about one foot in front of the other every single, you know, second, every single day. Um, And then before you know it, you know, you're going to have made so much progress. But I think a lot of times we get distracted and we compare ourselves and we never think we're good enough. Or I remember just reading like TechCrunch and seeing, oh, this company raised $10 million. Easy. How are you going to compete with that? Blah, blah, blah. It was just so negative, you know. So um, just block out everything and focus on what you need to get done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so much better when you just know what you wanted. If you wanted less in life, it's actually so much better. I feel like you were so much happier. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was great. And thank you so much for being so open and giving us the best the best advice to everyone who's listening today
0: thank you Kate you're you're a great interviewer these are great questions Love do you it. know that I have
1: a stomach ache before I sit down in here because I was rushing <laughs> no I was it's, very it's nervous really actually good. well thank you really? so much
0: you're you're this is like one of the best yeah podcasts I've done because the questions are so good yeah well thank you
1: and I can't wait to say to see your baby <laughs> all right <laughs> yes well thank where you. can they find you what's the ch- um or where yeah you, where
0: so the fast? website is banish.com and then our instagram handles are at banish and at banish acne scars my personal handle and youtube channel is at d a i s e r z eight nine right. 89
1: all right thank you so much and have a great day thank you bye bye
0: we hope you enjoyed the show Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and visit our social channels to follow us so you don't miss out on the next episode.